If you want to take your Bibles, take them and turn them to Matthew, the 18th chapter, and beginning at the first verse, Matthew 18 and 1. At the same time came the disciples unto Jesus, saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Second verse, Jesus called a little child unto him and set him in the midst of them and said, Verily, I say unto you, and I want you to notice this today, I say unto you, except ye be converted and become as little children, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Next verse, whosoever therefore shall humble himself as this little child the same is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. These are the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. That when the disciples were debating among themselves who would be the greatest, Jesus just simply illustrated a point right in their face and right to them that they could visually see. And it was he called a little child unto him. And he set him in the midst of them. And then whenever he took that little child, he said, Verily I say unto you, disciples, listen closely, except ye be converted. Everybody say converted. Big old word in it, converted. Except you be changed and become as little children, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Whosoever therefore shall humble himself as little child, as this little child, the same as the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. As I read this and as the Lord made it so alive into my heart, I thought, yes, and this is the reason that not very many people get in to the kingdom of heaven is whenever it's a price tag hung on it like this, it stops all the big boys. They can't get in because they're not willing to become as a little child. It's recorded again the same story in the book of Mark, the ninth chapter and the 35th verse. And the Bible said, He sat down and called the twelve and said unto them, If any man desire to be first, the same shall be last and the servant of all. And then the scripture said he took a child and he set him in the midst of them. And when he had taken him in his arms, he said unto them, Whosoever shall receive one such children in my name receiveth me. And whosoever re shall receive me receiveth not me, but him that sent me. So, he illustrated to us a very important uh, visual lesson that any of us can uh, learn from, and that's what I want to talk to you about today, and I trust God can deal with us. Being the child that just refuses to grow up. Being a child that just will refuse to grow up. Peter spoke of this humility and humbleness. He said in 1 Peter 5 and 5, likewise, ye younger, he said, submit yourselves unto the elders. 
Yea, and all of you be subject one to another. Listen to what he said. Be clothed with humility, for God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. The next verse says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. The Apostle Paul picked up on this same thought of children. And he said, Brethren, be not children in understanding, howbeit in malice. He said, Be ye children, but in understanding be men. Again, Peter said, as newborn babes, desire this milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. Help us, God, today. We all have that desire to be in the kingdom of God. You would not be in this building today if you did not have a desire to be in the kingdom of God. Anybody in their right mind wants to be saved. Anybody in their right mind knows that there's a heaven to gain, a red hot hell, amen, to stay out of, amen. And it brings every man to search in some way, in some form, for some kind of religion. I believe unless they have become reprobates or they have blasphemed, and become infidels, and that's the only way that they could ever uh, not have some kind of desire to reach out to a supernatural being and, and find peace and, and rest in their heart and help from above. The only way on earth that a, a man can find that peace and find that help is, is to find that supernatural and he's born with that instinct and he's born with that desire and he's searching in his heart and, and thank God that that search brought us to the Bible and it brought us to study the word of the Lord and then to apply the word of God to our heart and that's the reason on Sunday morning that we're in church today and we're studying the Bible hallelujah not the Reader's Digest not what some man said but we're studying what the Bible has to say. That ought to get everybody's attention, amen, when we study the Bible. That's good. Everybody give the Lord a hand clap. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. So as we search diligently the scriptures and, and we come across such scriptures as this and and these men were like we are. They were just carnal, earthy men, and they were in search of God and, and in search of finding the kingdom of heaven. And, and Jesus brought them to this point and, and made this point with them, except ye be converted and you become as this little child. You, you're not going to enter in to the kingdom of heaven. You know, all of our lives, time we're born, as especially young boys, somebody's telling us you need to grow up and you need to be a man and you need to be strong and you need to be tough and you need to be 
determined and you need to be uh, even uh, encouraging them to be calloused and you need to learn how to fight back and you need to learn how to defend yourself. Well, certainly there is a balance to uh, this subject today, but uh, I, I look at the word of the Lord and I realize that uh, it's far different than what this world talks about and encourages people to be, to be calloused and to be hard and, and uh, unapproachable and, and, and all these things and they want to make tough guys out of uh, little boys and men to grow up and they're, uh, if they see something soft in them, they're called wimps and, and that they're being soft. But when I explore the word of the Lord, I come to understand there's something that's in a little child that's going to have to be in big old men in order for them to get inside the kingdom of heaven and in order for them to be saved. There's something that's going to have to be in them, amen, in order for them to uh, please God. And uh, the apostle Paul said, brethren, be not children and understand he said, though, when it comes to malice, he said, you need to be like children. Uh, but when it comes to understanding, you need to be like men. Another place, Peter said, you need to desire the sincere milk of the word. You need to be hungry for God that you may grow by it. So there is a lesson today in the spirit and in the uh, heart of a little child that God seen that we needed something about their attitude and their spirit we needed that in us some way that we needed a, a portion of a little child spirit in us and and again as I've already said I understand now and made it more clear to me how that it's difficult to for mighty men and noble men and strong men and wise men to come this way and yield their life to God because uh, there is, it's not in man. Man never wants to be humble and man never wants to submit his, his will to the will of God. He never wants to come down. We're always talking about carrying it to a new level. Well, what would happen if we started dreaming and praying about how do we carry it to a, another level down? How do we figure out another way to get more humble and humble ourselves before God and submit ourselves more to the will of God than we've ever? And see, you fi find out as you study the word of the Lord, the word of God and the kingdom of God is quite contrary to the thinking of a man. It's, it's reverse. We think the way up, we need to carry it. We're always talking about carrying it to a new level. And God's always teaching and his word is teaching us. And that is if you want to carry it to a new level, you need to find out how to carry it to another level down and how to humble yourself and, and walk before me and do my will. Hallelujah, that my blessings can be upon you and my hand can be upon you. Help us, God. Help us, Lord, that we would adopt something in our life that little children have got in them that we would never lose it in our life, that forever we would hold on to it, forever we would 
uh, have it a part of our life as long as we live that, that there would be this little child attitude and the little child spirit that it would never ever escape us that we would be grown people grown men and grown women that it never we just refuse to ever grow up we refuse to ever get a hard heart we refuse to ever get a hard spirit we refuse to ever hey amen we refuse with this world we refuse to become hard and indifferent to the things of God we refuse to listen to the uh, message that we received all of our life you need to grow up you need to be a man you need to get tough you need to get amen some strength in you and a backbone in you and so, yes those things do apply at some things but I'll tell you one thing they don't apply to and that is to the kingdom of God and the spirit and the moving of the Holy Ghost hallelujah you know what God's looking for he's looking for some grown people that just simply refuses to ever grow up hallelujah In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, I rebuke you, Satan. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Great churches are not made out of callous, hard spirits, but they're made out of great men that's got a great heart in them. They still know how to let tears Men, if you want to be a real man, learn how to cry and be tender toward the things of God. And when they sing Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound. Let it affect your heart. Let it affect your spirit. Satan, you're a liar and the truth is not in you. In the name of Jesus Christ, in the name of Jesus Christ, it does not come natural. It comes natural to be hard and calloused. You're roughed up on the playground. You're left, roughed up growing up. Cousins jump on you. Yeah, brothers, big brothers jump on you. People punch you. On and on the list goes and, and it brings a hardness to your spirit. A callous to your, your life. But I want to tell you, it takes a man that says, when it comes to the kingdom of God, I refuse to grow up. 
and I refuse to get any harder. Amen. I'm going to keep a humble, tender spirit, and I'm going to walk with God every day of my life. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I want to tell you something today. You're missing something whenever you cannot pray and feel that tenderness. You're, you're missing one of the great joys and the blessing of life when you cannot feel that brokenness with God. And here are these big fishermen, tough, callous, double-jointed, double-muscled-up men from pulling nets in. And they're talking about who is going to be the most important one and the greatest in the kingdom. You're talking about sticking a pen in their balloon. He just gets a little child and he sets it in front of him and it says, except you big boys get converted. It's hard, brother. Come on, church. I feel the Holy Ghost moving in this house. I'm gonna tell you what makes this church is what this church today is the people that have been converted. That they're not hardened, callous people that you can't have church with and they won't worship and they don't love God and they won't be sensitive to the Spirit. But it's people, it's people with that humble, sensitive spirit to God and feeling after God and wanting to do the will of God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Amen, it's when we are broken and we are yielded and we are vessels unto God. And that's where every one of us started. That's the reason people can't get in the kingdom of God is because it is, it, it is so difficult. The initial step is to repent of your sins and some, let somebody help you and teach you how to repent. And let somebody help you and teach you how to yield to the Holy Ghost in order to get the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And then let somebody carry you up here and put you down in this water. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah, we got two to baptize tonight in the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. Thank God for that victory. Those things are most difficult on the flesh. Amen. Don't pray for me. Get your hand off of me. Amen. Well, you got the Holy Ghost somebody praying for you. Why would you get offended with somebody praying for you today? Come on, church. Let the Holy Ghost speak to our hearts together today. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Great example that's given to us in the Bible was Samuel. Hand of God was upon him and he was a child that just never did. He refused to grow up. The voice of God calling out to him, coming the third time, and then Eli told Samuel, go and lie down. It shall be that if he call thee, 
Thou shalt say, Speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. And the Lord came and stood and called as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel answered, Speak, for thy servant heareth. And this was the lifestyle of Samuel. This was his way of just walking with God and, and, and serving the Lord, doing the will of God. It was Samuel that uh, stayed close to God and he just, rem he just remained as a child all the days of his life. Samuel was just a child before God. And, and then as the people cried for a king and a shift in the government of Israel because their hearts had gotten hardened to the will of God, and a reminding lesson for all of us today that God will give us what we want. The reason you're here today is because this is what you want. Amen. The reason Brother and Sister Haven is here today is because this is what they want. Their home is in Illinois. Amen. But there's no place to go to church, and they're trying their best to sell their house. Hallelujah. Because they want to go off and leave their children because they want to be in the house of God. People get what they want. You better watch what you let your flesh want. And Samuel told Israel, said, when, when, if you want a king, I'm going to tell you it's not going to be funny and it's not going to be like you. You know, it's amazing how the enemy paints things in our mind and we get visions of things and dreams of things. If I could do this, then I would live happily ever after. Satan, you are a liar. That's why people get out of church is because the devil tells them you're going to live happily ever after if you get out of church. And I've watched them come here and they're, amen, uh, skinny and frail from drug world, lives wrecked and get the Holy Ghost and God fill them full and put up their feet on this solid rock and give them cars and houses and clothes and money and blessings and then all at once they get to wanting something else they get to thinking hey I'm not happy here happiness is out there I just want to remind you devil you're still a liar I just want to remind you devil you're still a liar it's not out there Brother Michael, it's right in his presence. You know what's going to happen if you ever make your way back? If, everybody say if. If you ever would make your way back, you would be like, and most times they don't make their way back because one thing, they're too embarrassed to come back. Their pride won't let them come back. But if you can overcome your pride like Naomi overcame her pride and said, hey, we ain't got no business down here. I'm going back to where I belong. 
So I'm going back to my people. And when she got back, she said, we, we were full. We went out full and we've come back empty. Well, Naomi, that was the reason you left was because you thought you were empty is the reason you left church. You thought you'd get full out there. But I want to tell you, there's nothing that can feel like the presence of the Holy Ghost. Come on back there now. Mezzanine and all over the house today. Oh, yes, oh, yes. Oh, God. Oh, God, oh, God. And Samuel tried to reason with the people and said, Hey, you don't want to be like them. You don't want a king. If you get a king, he's going to take your daughters to serve him. If you get a king, he's going to take your young men as captive in his army. If you get a king, and he gave them the list of things that was going to happen. They said, we, we want a king. They got a king. His name was Saul. And it was not long after a short victory that Samuel, he could see, man, this thing is all going wrong. It's, it's getting way off track. He's about 70 years old now. He, call, he lives to be 110 to watch the decay of uh, the kingdom of Israel and them keep going in the wrong direction. And it was Samuel that called in Israel. And he said, I, I just, he was wanting to distance himself between Saul's house. He was wanting the children of Israel to know, hey, this is not the way I would run it. This is not the way that it was meant to be. This is, these are the things that should not have happened. And the Bible said that Samuel said unto all Israel, Behold, I've hearkened unto your voice and all that you said unto me and have made a king over you. And now behold, the king walketh before you. He said, I am whole old and gray-headed. Thanks for reminding me, Samuel. And behold, my sons are with you. And he said, I have walked before you from my childhood unto this day. Behold, he said, here I am, witness against me before the Lord and before his anointed. Whose ox have I taken and whose ass have I taken and whom have I defrauded and whom have I oppressed and of whose hand have I received any bride to blind mine eyes therewith? He said, I will restore it you. He said, if I have done any of these things, if anybody can accuse me that I have <clears throat> taken anybody's ox or their donkey or defrauded them or I have oppressed any of you, he said, uh, or I've taken bribes that I would not uh, preach what I need to preach. I, I'm willing to repent and I'm willing to make it right. But the people came back and said, Thou hast not defrauded us, nor oppressed us, neither hast thou taken aught of any man's hand. And he said unto them, The Lord is witness against you, and his anointed is witness this day. 
that ye have not found fault in my hand. And they answered and said, he is witness. In other words, we say amen to it, Samuel. And it was Samuel that kept that spirit, that humble attitude, that broken spirit, that childlike spirit uh, that separated him from the house of Saul. But it was not true with, with Saul. Saul started out on his journey and the Bible said that whenever they went to uh, crown him as king and anoint him as king, that they saw him and they could not find him. They inquired of the Lord if any man would know where he was at. And behold, when they sought, they found him hid among the stuff. And then there came a battle in the, with the children of Israel. And uh, the Bible said they, they brought him in. He was higher than any of the people from his shoulders and upward. And Samuel said unto all the people, See him whom the Lord hath chosen, that there is none like him among all the people. And all the people, they shouted, and they said, God save the king. I want you to see what this beginning that this man had in his start of his kingdom, his attitude, they could not find him. He's hid among the stuff. They inquire the Lord. They find him. They bring him out. And, and whenever he stood among the people, he stood higher than any of the people from the shoulders and up. And that's when Samuel said, See ye him whom the Lord hath chosen. There's none like him. There's none like him among all the people. And that's when the people shouted, God save the king. The very first battle that Saul had, Nahash, the Bible said they came and they came to the children of Israel and they said, we'll make a covenant with you that we will not destroy you and take your land. It was one of the tribes that, uh, but he said, what we've got to do, we've got to thrust out your right eye and lay it for a reproach upon all of Israel. Then the Bible said came the messengers to Saul and told him the tidings in the ears of the people and the people lifted up their voices and wept. And behold, Saul came after the herd out of the field. At this point, he was still in the field and he was still working. And Saul said, what aileth the people that they're weeping and they told him that this uh, battle was and what the people wanted to do to the children of Israel and to one of the tribes of Israel. They wanted to thrust out their right eye that they would never be able to fight uh, against them. But the Spirit, the Bible said, the Spirit of the Lord came upon Saul. Then he heard the tidings. His anger was kindled greatly. He took an ox and hewed them in pieces, sent them throughout the coast of Israel by the hands of the messengers. And whosoever cometh not after, listen to this, after Saul and after Samuel shall be done unto this oxen. And the fear of the Lord fell upon the people and they came out with one consent. Here was the great and wonderful victory that uh, Saul had had. It was one of the few victories 
that he ever had in his life. And then it turned and it started in the other direction. There were several failures he made. One of them, he offered up sacrifices without Samuel. And then the big one, though, is whatever God told him and gave him specific commandment what to do to go and destroy the Amalekites. The Bible said that he, he decided different. And Samuel met him and he said, Saul, stay here. I want to tell you what the Lord has said to me this night. And he said, say on. And Samuel said, listen to this. This is what Samuel said to the big man. This is what the prophet said to the king. He said, when thy was little in thine own sight, hast thou not made the head of the tribes of Israel? And the Lord anointed thee king over Israel. It had been only 18 years before that he had been anointed king over Israel. Here's the sad part. He went on serving another 22 years and everybody being miserable, including Saul. Isn't that an amazing part of the story today? How that God allows people to go on. Amen. And he allowed Saul to continue reigning after this time. But he said, I want to tell you something, uh, Saul. When thy was little in thine own sight, when you were just a child, you know what? Everything was good. But something grew up inside of you that should not have grown up. Something changed in you that should not have changed. Something you should have conquered and kept conquered. Amen. You allowed it to get loose and you allowed that to grow in you. And now you're this big, hard, callous man that's never moved and hey man Saul you're not willing to listen to the commandments of God and doing the will of God but but something has changed inside of you you've went from this child hey man seeing yourself little now you see yourself quite different you have become the king over Israel you have become the one to reign and, and you know it and you've allowed it to, to affect you and I want to ask you the question today when thou was little in thine own sight how do you see yourself how do you see yourself today how do you look at your own self amen help us God help us God how do we see ourselves? you know there there's Somebody said we all there's split he has a split personality. Can you can I tell you something? We've all got split personalities. We've all got many personalities in all of us. In the pastor, I'm preaching to myself. Is everybody all right today? Amen. I'm preaching to you and I'm preaching to myself and I'm preaching to everybody in the house today. And I hope the results of this message that we're all something is broken in us and stirred up in us that Yes, we need to grow up, we need to be men, we need to be able to take hardship and problems and deal with the hard things of life, but never let it harden us on the inside. Never let it change our attitude, never let it change our spirit that we're still sensitive to God. So it's how do you see yourself? When you were little in your own eyes, he said, it was quite different. Hallelujah, help us God to be able to see ourselves. Amen, because there's this split nature in all of us today. 
You know, there, there's two in me today. There's a, there's a Brother Holmes in me, and there's a Joel in me. There's a split nature in every one of us. And when I come up against something and I, I weigh it, well, would Brother Holmes do this? It changes my direction than if Joel would do this. Amen. It, it's, it's how do you see yourself? Amen. How do you see your walk with God and your relationship with the Lord? Help us, God. Help us, God. Help us, God, as we're passing through this journey. Amen. That there is a brokenness to us that we just allow, we just, amen, we're just children and we just refuse to ever grow up and be anything else on one side of us. We just refuse to allow life to change us. We refuse to allow life to harden us. But we are determined that we would remain where God can use us and where God can work through us. Help us, God. Help us, God. And then he goes on to tell him, says, the Lord sent thee on a journey to utterly destroy the Amalekites. And you have just disobeyed the voice of the Lord. But you did fly upon the spoil and did us evil in the sight of the Lord. And you did what you wanted to. Amen. And then Samuel Saul goes on to blame the people. It was the people. And he said, I, I did it that I might sacrifice unto the Lord. And Samuel said, Hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifice as obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken than the fat of rams. For rebellion is the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, he said he has also rejected thee from being king. Oh, help us God today. Help us God today. Help us God today. Help us God. You know what the problem is? It's hard to deal with titles and blessings and still remain that broken spirit. It's hard to deal with, <clears throat> amen, the blessings of life. It, it just has a way of just changing you and turning you into another person. I give you the example here today of two different men, Samuel, that was able to maintain his child nature his submission, his humbleness to God, his willingness to follow God and just be what he was when he started out. He managed to walk with God and to live for God. Then the second example that I've given to you today is this man named Saul. Saul started out, he had that childlike attitude, that childlike spirit, but, and, and he had victories. He had blessings, but then all at once something happened in his life and in his heart. He became not just Saul, he became King Saul. And King Saul will make a different man out of you. It's sad when people have offices and positions and they control them instead of them controlling the position in the office. It becomes they own them. 
Amen. Help us, God. Give us the right attitude. Give us the right spirit. First Pentecostal Church, we cannot change. We cannot turn around. I thank God for his blessings. I thank God for everything God has done, everything God has done in all you people's lives and how God has blessed you and helped you. But I want to tell you there's a soft side that God wants in your heart that should absolutely never change. In fact, you cannot even get into the kingdom of God except you be converted, except you be changed. You're not going to get in. You're not going to be a part of God's great kingdom unless you are converted by his presence and say, God, I'm just willing to be your child and I'm willing to do your will. Oh, what a great church it makes. What a great time for worship that it makes. Amen. Whenever people are just become children in praise and glorifying God. What did Jesus tell them when they said, tell these children to be quiet? He said, I have perfected praise in the mouth of these children. Amen. That's the best praise they will ever be. Hallelujah. It, 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 it was talking about babblings and, and uh, things you don't we don't understand. But it's to glorify and to exalt the name of the Lord and lift up his name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. If we're going to remain strong and determined men of this church, let me encourage you, seek after that tenderness. Don't let life beat you up. Don't let all the pressures of life uh, come against you until uh, there's a hardness comes over you. Uh, that when you, you have that hardness, you bring it to church uh, and you resist the things of God and the word of the Lord and the spirit of the Lord. But may there be a broken heart and a broken spirit in this church. Uh, that it would remain strong and the anointing of the Lord would be rich and the anointing of the Lord would be heavy in this place. Uh, Hallelujah, because of people committed to the Lord. In Jesus' name, stand with me today. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. How about the men coming down around the front? and We're going to have prayer together today. Men, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Bless your wonderful name. Bless your wonderful name. Thank you, Lord, for your blessings this day. In the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord, cultivate in me, God, that tender, gentle spirit that's easily entreated. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. In the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord. Oh, bless the Lord, bless the Lord, bless the Lord. Make it easy, Lord, for us to weep and to be broken together. Hallelujah, hallelujah. That's the way to pray, men. Let's pray together and ask God to help. Uh, hallelujah. Pray for me that God would help your pastor today, Lord. Oh, Lord, that we would never grow up, that we would just be gentle in your presence, God. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. 
Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Yes, God. Yes, God. Thank you, Lord. Oh, yes, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I give all myself. Hallelujah. What a joy and bless pray, sisters. Would y'all reach across and pray for one another? Oh, yes, God. Give us a gentle spirit, God. Oh, yes, God. Give us a gentle spirit, God. Give us a gentle spirit, God. Oh, yes, God. Credit, God. Credit, God. Help me to never turn cold and hard, Lord. Oh, yes, God. Oh, yes, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Sing it as a prayer of consecration to the Lord. such a spiritual blessing 
in him being able to cry before the Lord. Does that make a man weak and sissy? You know what I believe it does? I make, believe it makes a man a real man. I believe real men cry and real men are tender. Help us, God. Help us, God. We can get hard. You can get hard in dealing with your family. You can get hard in dealing with your wife. You can get hard in dealing with your children. You can get hard in dealing with your friends. Help us, God. Help us to be gentle, tender, broken, yielded to you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Make us what we ought to be, God. Send revival in the first Pentecostal church, God. Let us keep marching on from victory to victory, from mountaintop to mountaintop. Lead us, God, in the name of Jesus. Would you pray with me in closing and ask God to do all those things for us today? Men, come on, men, help me. I need your help. Oh, God, in Jesus' name, help us, God, to be gentle. Help us, God, to be tender. Help us, God, Lord, hallelujah, to have a soft spirit. Hallelujah, yielded spirit. Yes, God, a yielded spirit, God. In the name of Jesus, uproot that hardness, oh God. Uproot that hardness, oh God. Oh God. Help us, God, to be the king, but never let the king get us. Lead us and guide us, God. In Jesus' name, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. God bless you. Turn around and shake hands with somebody. Tell them it's good to be in the house of the Lord. Yes, Lord.